Hey, 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 it's Regan. And I cannot believe it, but this is officially episode one. Woo! I am so excited, as you can all tell, but how is everybody doing today? What are the vibes of the day, of the week? I know that my week has gone very well for right now. I know it's only been a few days in, but I have really... At the beginning of 2022, I made the decision that I was going to make 2022 about me and not about anybody else. And I know that that can come off selfish, but I can't remember the last time that I did stuff for myself just because I thought that I deserved it. And so I have been really being intuitive about my eating trying to figure out when I'm full, I stop eating, and when I'm hungry, I eat, and nothing more and nothing less. I'm not starving myself of food, but I'm also not binging on a bunch of different foods. And also, I've been going to the gym every morning, which has been honestly great. I didn't realize how much of a mental cure the gym could be until I've been recently going. And it's hard, you guys. Like, I wake up and that's the last place that I want to go, honestly. And it's only been a few days, but I've decided that if I make myself the promise to do something, I'm going to do it, which is kind of why we're in this podcast vibe recently, because I promised myself I was going to find a hobby that I loved. And I knew that this is something that I've been wanting to do forever. And because I promised myself, I'm going to do it. And here we are. Because if I can't hold myself accountable for the promises that I make for myself, how could anybody else trust me with their promises? You know? How could anybody else hold me accountable if I can't even hold myself accountable? So, in recap, we've been going to the gym. We've been eating good. And I've been feeling good. I don't know how long that's going to last. But we will have to see. So I think that with that all being said, I hope everybody's week is going great. I know that the new year can always be taxing for people because there's all of these new year, new me and all these goals that people set for themselves that a lot of times are unrealistic. Let's be honest. Like I know, I don't know how many years I've set unrealistic goals for myself. So I really hope that everybody's being nice to themselves and really just being fair and kind and not holding themselves to too high of standards because really how serious do we need to make life honestly (laughs) like uh honestly (laughs) but anyways I think we're going to get on into it today we're talking about oh if you hear that can you hear that the tea it's actually Starbucks coffee but the tea behind my counseling journey. So I'm really excited to talk about this. I feel like it is going to be a really good basis start of this podcast because in a lot of videos, videos, a lot of these episodes, you're going to hear me talking about oh, when this and this in counseling and when I went to this and this counselor. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of substantial information in this podcast that you're going to need to use and 
future podcasts to kind of understand me a little bit more, get to know me as a person, and my past. So for those of you who don't know, my mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was probably in the second grade, and she started to get kind of really sick when I was a fourth grader, and this is when like my mental health kind of started to take a turn for the worst. She was having to go to Rochester, Minnesota, which for the Mayo Clinic, which is an awesome place, and what she needed to do for her best health, but this was all very scary to me, and I was getting terrible nightmares. I think I had to have been 12 at this time, and keep in mind, everybody, this is 10 years ago. I mean, these are traumatic experiences that I have blocked out of my brain until this moment. Okay, maybe not this moment, but I really have blocked a lot of stuff out. Not in, I mean, subconsciously it was intentional, but I didn't like do it on purpose. It's just what my mind did to kind of help me get through the years. So if you talk to my sister, my brother, my dad, anybody, everybody's story will be a little bit different, I'm sure. But so 10 years ago, my parents, I came to them. I been having these terrible nightmares. I hadn't been sleeping. I didn't want to blame it on what was going on in that moment, but I think we could all, I mean, anybody who knew the situation and could see me could tell that I was having these nightmares because I was scared of what was going on with my mom. I didn't know how to process those feelings. My brain was still developing, and so I was having these terrible nightmares, and I finally, like, got up the courage to go talk to my parents about it and, well, my mom, and say, like, hey, I'm really not sleeping at night. I couldn't tell you exactly how the conversation went down, but this is kind of how I would expect it went. Hey, like, I'm not sleeping at night. And they really did what they knew was best for me, and that was to send me to a counselor. But you guys need to keep in mind that I grew up, like I will say probably a million times in this podcast, that my town was 600 people. I remember there being only one counselor. And so I spent my time going to that one counselor. And this counselor worked directly with my mom. They worked in the same office. And so I really didn't feel comfortable sharing how I felt with her because... I mean, I knew that everything that I said to her was going to get back to my parents and they were already dealing with enough. And the last thing that I wanted was to be a burden on them. And it's not like they shoved my mental health under the rug. I mean, they were concerned, obviously. They sent me to a counselor, but it's just at that time, I think the least thing that everybody was worried about was how... Um, we were doing mentally. It was kind of with the idea of we're going to do what we know how to do right now. We're going to go to work and go to school. We're going to send the kids to school. And I mean, my dad was driving tons and tons of miles from, I would guess, like a thousand miles one way from Minnesota back to my hometown to take care of us kids while also taking care of my mom. And it's just the last thing that we needed to put on them or that I felt like I needed to put on them was this issue. But hindsight, 
2020, I mean, I definitely could have went and talked to my dad about it. It's I know now looking back that he would have done whatever it took to get me the help that I needed because he just has always gone out of his way for us kids and I would literally talk for hours about how amazing my dad is and all the great things that he has done for us kids and he's really gone above and beyond as a parent but that will take a whole nother episode where we will hype just him up in it because he is amazing so I could have went to him but I didn't and I really think that I did have I mean a lot of significant issues other than just what was going on with my mom I mean crippling anxiety I don't know if you guys remember it was like 12 12 12 the Mayan calendar was supposed to end right so the 12th month of the 12th year on the 12th day the world was gonna end and I remember you guys are gonna think I'm so crazy but I remember staying up that night hysterically crying I mean bawling my eyes out because I think the world's going to end you guys I literally thought at midnight it was over and I didn't want to die so I think they were on the right track of getting me the help that I needed it just wasn't in the environment that was best suited for me you know and the counselor knowing my mom and just all the the situation wasn't ideal for anybody by any means So fast forward a little bit, I didn't go to counseling from that point on. I quit going because it wasn't doing anything beneficial for me, obviously. It was just wasting our money. But so I quit going probably after that whole situation. And then my mom passed away when I was 15, okay? So I quit going from the age of probably 13 until I was 18, So there's a big time gap in there, but I definitely should have sought help in the years between. I know that I would struggle. I just really think my saving grace was because I was so busy. I was in all the clubs. I was in all the sports. I was getting to school at 6, 6.30 in the morning and not getting home until 7 or 8 at night, eating supper, doing my homework, and going to bed on repeat. So I do think that that played into me kind of not, I don't know, not really processing what has happened to me. And at this point, so I have two older siblings. My sister would be the next in line. She's two years older than me. And so she, my mom passed away in November of 2015 and Jade, my sister, graduated in May of 2016. So she was out of the house and it was just my dad and I living there. So really at any point I had the opportunity to go talk to my dad and say, hey, I want to go to counseling, but I don't want to go to I almost said the hometown. I don't want to go to the counselor we have in town. I don't feel comfortable with that. He would have driven me anywhere that I would have needed to go. It's not like I told him and he shut me down. That's not the case at all. I never told him. I had every opportunity to tell him and he would have done anything that he could have done to help me out. So with that being said, move on to... 2018, 
I'm moving to college. I'm excited to get the fuck out of Bath, blah, 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 my hometown. <laughs> and though I'm a little bit sad because I'm leaving my dad behind. And that was a very hard thing for me because we built this special relationship on just us two living together. I mean, it went from a house of four to a house of two in a, less than a year. So it was a very big change for both of us. So we were just, just, I feel like had figured out how to navigate each other and each other's feelings since the other person was our only focus in the house. So I was kind of really sad about leaving dad at home, but I was so excited to get the fuck out of that town. So I show up to college and I mean, I feel like it is very common for college students to seek out counseling. I know I did. I went to, it's called CAPS. They have it at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And it's just like a counseling that is provided by the school. And this counselor was, he was a counselor. I mean, he just, I feel like was seeing so many people at once that he never really remembered who I was or what I was dealing with. I felt like every time I went in there, I had to spend half of the session like recapping on my life and all of that jazz. <laughs> so it was kind of like a waste of my time. I wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling what I needed. So I quit going. Well, I would schedule appointments when I was sad at nighttime and then I would just never show. And so finally they quit letting me go, which I mean makes totally perfect sense, right? Like you don't need to have this girl create a bunch of appointments and then no show. Like, no, that was a waste of their time. That's not me bad talking on how they <laughs> quit allowing me to come see them because, I mean, it makes sense. But quick little sip there. So I quit going and then December rolled around and next thing I know I was back home for winter break, which... I always, it's so crazy because I always love going home, like the four-hour drive from where I go to school to where I grew up is just like so exhilarating to me because the closer I get, the more excited I get. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I love this place. I can't wait. Like I want to live here forever. And then I spend like five or six hours and I'm like I hate this place get me the fuck out of here this is the last place I want to be like if I could literally transport my dad my family like transport them here I feel like I could live here forever like I go back for the company not the place if that makes sense so I go back for Christmas break. I'm super excited. I get to spend quality time with my dad. I get to see my brother and sister-in-law. Like, I'm really living it up. And so I get back and I'm hanging out and doing good. Well, then, I mean, blink of an eye, back to school. I have to leave again after I just kind of started getting comfortable with what was going on, bam, back to school. So this is where things kind of start to go downhill for me in like a downward spiral, taking everybody and everything out with me. So a lot of, I don't know if I've talked to really anybody besides counselors and the people who were like immediately around me during this about what happened my second semester of my freshman year. So 
this is very hard for me to talk about because it's not something I'm proud of. It's not the way that I would have chosen for this all to go down. But it happened, it happened how it happened, and here we are. So, second semester of my freshman year, I just really had a hard time being at school. I mean, I'd known my friends that I'd met at the beginning of the year for six months now, and you like kind of start to realize who people are and not their best traits, and you kind of decide, okay, do I still want them to be a part of my life? Well, I was really going through the ringer. I was had all this extra time. I mean, I was only in like 14 credit hours. I had all this extra time to think about all the things that have happened to me and all the pain and trauma that I had bottled up kind of hit me. It was weird. It was like day and night difference. One day I was perfectly good and the next day I was just this ball of stay the fuck away from me, I feel like. I would have nightmares at night, this reoccurring nightmare every single night that I just, if you guys want me to, I can talk about it more. You'll just have to let me know. It's just a very intense, scary nightmare. And so I would be afraid to go to sleep. So I wouldn't sleep at night because I'd be scared that I'd have that nightmare. And then I'd wake up and I'd miss my classes because I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't doing my homework and I wasn't letting anybody know. Like, I literally didn't know who to go to. I didn't know what to do. And the friends around me kind of almost turned on me. Like, they would, I had a few really good friends that I still have today and they said that they would, like, be sitting at the lunch and supper table and with the friend group and like people would be like yeah Reagan skipped class again today like no but they were all perfectly comfortable with talking bad about how I was skipping class and no one was apparently comfortable enough to ask me how I was doing I don't think anybody knew what to do I know they were probably concerned but they were also like degrading me in a way so that was a very also very hard thing for me to process And it wasn't up until my mentor of my scholarship, like, kind of checked in on me. was like, hey, like, how are you doing? Like, something's off, you know, that I really started to open up. I guess I should elaborate on my scholarship, huh? So, if you're not from Nebraska, you wouldn't know. But they give out something called a Susan Thompson Buffett Scholarship. And this scholarship is amazing. They pay for almost all of your tuition, housing, everything. And you're full of this community with people who are also going through very tough stuff. And like first generation students who are like trying to navigate college and people who lost parents and siblings and like low low income class and all of these people who probably are going to struggle to get through school, build up this community so we all have help. So in this You get a mentor, which is a college student who is there to, like, oversee you. And then you get a point of contact, which is an adult who is employed by this scholarship to oversee you and how you're doing in school. So my mentor was really concerned about me, and we had some conversations. And then she let the point of contact, my point of contact, know that... I wasn't doing good. My point of contact kind of like realized my grades were starting to slip and called me in for a meeting. 
And we just kind of like sat down, discussed everything that was going on, all these thoughts in my head and the very intrusive thoughts that were going on. And she offered up me going to counseling and the scholarship would pay for it. I just have to show up and talk and then, yeah. So I go to this counselor. She was very, gave off very mom vibes is the only way I could explain it. And not only that, but like my counselor was able to give all the information that we talked about to my scholarship. So I couldn't talk to her about like the college atmosphere, you know, like I couldn't talk to her about alcohol. I couldn't talk to her about relationships. I felt like because when I, if I did, I was putting myself in jeopardy of like losing this financial aid that I was getting from this scholarship for school. So I felt like I couldn't really open up to her. And honestly, I just felt like she would judge me if I would try to open up about stuff like that. So I quit going to her. I same thing was booking appointments, not showing up. And finally, she was like, okay, we're not booking any more appointments. You're not going to come. And that was kind of that. Um, I ended off this school year and then sure enough, back home for the summer, was working at a country club and nannying and just kind of doing the college girl work. I feel like it was a very basic summer. I was good. I was home. I mean, I wasn't good, but I feel like I'm very good at putting on a face around people that I care about a lot because I don't want to be a burden, which is something that I'm working on. So I was putting up this face, faking it until I make it and made it through the summer. Sophomore year starts and it's, I mean, kind of like the same thing again. I go to this counselor on and off beginning of my sophomore year of college and it's just really not working for me. I'm partying every night. I'm I mean, not doing good. I'm very hard, being very hard on myself. I'm mad that I go out, but I'm mad if I don't go out. I'm suffering through all of these emotions. And then kind of to put it on top of all this pain that I was feeling, I was having issues with my boyfriend not being necessarily loyal to me. And it was just a lot. Next thing I know... December comes around, so we're talking December 2019 here. Good, faking it till I make it, you know. And then comes the infamous 2020. And this is where things like start to kind of get really rocky. So I'm at school. Next thing you know, school is out for the year. I mean, we're not allowed to be at school in Lincoln, so we're having to do online school. So I'm sent home. Which, like I said, I love home for the first, like, few hours and then I hate it. I mean, everything in my house looks the exact same from the time that I was uh, born, probably, besides some furniture that's been switched out. But, I mean, it's something I'm very thankful for because it feels like home when I go home. But also at the same time, like, home is where all of this trauma happened for us, so... I think that's a big reason as to why it's so hard for me to go home. So anyways, I'm home for, gosh, March through August. And 
not really allowed to go out and see people and I'm really social and so I'm kind of balancing like at what point am I being selfish for going out and seeing my friends it was just a very confusing time for everybody I mean I'm sure everybody can understand the anxiety that came from that and like trying to make the good decision for yourself and the people that are around you I mean I lived with my dad so if I would go out with my friends I would feel guilty that I was putting his life at risk and I honestly was putting his life at risk and he was trying to balance like me being young and needing to go out and do things and also like keep himself healthy and not put himself at risk because this is even before the vaccination became a thing so that was a very rough summer for me and I think that's when things started to kind of go back downhill and I was realizing oh my god like I don't think I'm gonna make it so in July I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend that I had at that time things just weren't going good there was some unloyalty it was just very very hard and just decided that it would be best for us to be apart so I actually had transferred from UNL to UNK in between my sophomore and junior year And at this point, I had transferred here for what I had convinced myself was for this degree that they didn't offer at UNL, which they didn't. But actually, I think I transferred for my current boyfriend at that time. And looking back, I wish I wouldn't have, but you'll hear kind of more about why I'm thankful that I did end up transferring. So I transfer... After I'd broken up with this guy, I don't know anybody except for his friends. The school's really clicky, and I lived alone, and I just felt so lonely, everybody. I just, and honestly had so much time because I hadn't had a job yet. I just had so much time to think and process and think again. And this is kind of where things started to take a turn for more of, like, a positive. So... I remember I was sitting in my apartment and I was just thinking like self-loathing why am I not good enough to feel good like you look at all these people who have suffered these traumas and here I am dealing with this pain and I can't get out of it I can't get past this pain that I'm feeling I've tried everything I've gone to counseling I've you know everything I'm putting air quotes up when I say everything and it's not working and then I like really took a look at myself and I know this sounds cliche but honestly the main reason as to why everything wasn't working was because of me it was because of me and the bad attitude that I put on myself when going into counseling it all started 10 years ago when I was going to my counselor back home and decided that, oh, I don't want to go because she knows my mom and she'll tell my mom everything. And then it just keeps spiraling into me blaming other people for my my choices and my actions. I'm blaming everybody else but me. Well, the one back home, she's not good enough. I want to go to one in a bigger city. Well, the one in Lincoln, he sees hundreds of people. He can't even remember who I am. I don't want to see him. The other, she's part of my scholarship. I don't want to be there. Well, guess what? Like, 
If I'm not putting in the work, if I'm not doing the things that my counselors are telling me to do, they give you tons of things that you can work and practice on and to be better and to really improve on what you go to improve for. And I wasn't doing any of it and wondering why it wasn't working for me. Well, guess what? I had a bad attitude. I wasn't implementing any of the methods and like exercises that they gave me. I wasn't doing any of them. And then I was sitting here self-loathing about the fact that I wasn't getting any better. So this is when things started to kind of look up for me, honestly. I called this random good rated place, counseling place, and created an appointment. And I show up and let me tell you, this lady that works the front desk, I'm not going to say her name, but hopefully she's listening because she, oh my gosh, she came from God, you guys. She had this long conversation. We have so much in common. She's from a small town. I'm from a small town. She really does truly... Oh my gosh, she's amazing. I don't know how to put it into words. So that was a good thing. I also came in with a better attitude. And then I sat down with the counselor and it was like a match made in heaven. Honestly, like it probably was my better attitude, but he was just very honest and open with me. Was like, if I'm not the right fit for you, I'll find somebody who is. You just got to let me know. And so I kept going back and I honestly think it's because I changed my attitude and the reasons as to why I was going to counseling. I'm not going to counseling for my parents to feel like they're doing something for me. I'm not going to counseling so I can keep my scholarship. I'm not going to counseling because it's what I'm supposed to do because I lost my mom and have had all this relationship trauma. I'm going to counseling because I want to be a better person. I want to go to counseling. I look forward to my counseling sessions because I like to learn why I am the way that I am. And it's just been so beneficial, the change of mindset. And I honestly think looking back that I wouldn't have done the things that I had gone through like counseling wise any differently because it's what led me to the counselor I have now and the mental health stat status that I'm in now. So with that being said, I started counseling in probably October, November of 2021 or 2020. And then I met this really awesome boy and we kind of hit it off. And then next thing you know, I'm back in Lincoln living in a house with him. So that's where we are now. I go to counseling every two weeks. Like I've said, I've had the same counselor and I really do see so much growth, everyone. I just honestly think the only thing that was holding me back from that growth was myself. It was me, which is a super sad thing to think about something that I'm trying to process. But I also think we need to talk about how counseling is not linear. Like, I would love to say that since when I started counseling in October of 2020, that it has only gone up and that it's just been a straight high ride. It's so easy to implement everything that they tell you because, no, that is not how it's been. It's been three steps forward, 12 steps back, 24 steps to the side, all the way to freaking Helena and back. 
and it hasn't been easy and it's something that I choose to do as a self-care for myself and there are so many things that I've improved on but there's still so many things that I have to work on. I mean I would like to say that I don't get jealous anymore due to my like infidelity in my last relationships but oh hell yeah I will be the first to tell you if some random ass girl walks up to Blaine and my boyfriend in a bar I am gonna think of all all the bad I'm gonna want to go up and I'm gonna want to talk to her and I'm gonna want to show her that no he's taken he's my man's type of thing but yeah it's just then I have all these intrusive thoughts about myself still and I still project my thoughts onto other people like I have all these things to work on but when I think about it like deeply think about it yes I still get jealous and yes I would still like to fight every single random girl that walks up to Blaine in the bar but instead of acting on those feelings I wait and when we get home I have a conversation with him we open up a line of conversation, communication, so he knows that I was jealous and he can put my mind at ease. Like, oh yeah, she's just a random girl that walked up to me. She said this, that, and the other. And I said, I have a girlfriend. I'm not interested. I have all these intrusive thoughts. Yes. But at least now when I do say mean things to myself, like, wow, Reagan, like you really need to work on your body. I'll stop afterwards and say, no, Reagan, that was not a nice thing to say about yourself. We're not going to talk about ourselves like that. Yes, I project my thoughts onto other people, but while I'm doing it, I stop myself now. I'll be like, da 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 da. Oh, wait, I'm projecting my feelings onto you. So, yes, I still have all these things that I need to work on, but I've been made like leaps and bounds from where I was a year and a half ago and I honestly have to thank my counselor for pointing that stuff out because sometimes it's really hard to see the growth that you've done I would always tell him like yeah I'm not where I want to be or I'm not quite there yet and I'm just like feel like stagnant you know I feel like I'm not improving at all and he would say no like you've done this that and the other that the Reagan I knew two years ago could never do and it's just really beneficial for me to be reminded like These are little steps that are going to lead to big changes. And I don't know, it's just something to think about. I wish that it could be just a straight uphill battle. And it's not. And it's really shitty. But it's worth it, in my opinion. This is why I believe in counseling. I, I know that it's not for everybody in the entire world to help them Uh, some people just it doesn't work for and that's fine they have other methods of helping themselves but I do think if you go in with the right mindset to help yourself and not help other people that you really are gonna see it if you implement the methods and practices that they're giving you and you truly sit down and reflect every day and say how did I do today and what can I do better and stop saying like oh I wish that I could change this for that person no like we only need to change things for ourselves so this is kind of what I've taken away from my counseling journey this far I really don't want anybody to come I don't know for me to come across that 
I am, and here I am projecting, you know, this is me projecting, there I did it, but really guys, I'm not trying to come off like I have my shit together, because trust me, my shit is the farthest thing from together, but at least I'm a little more together than I was a year and a half ago, and I'm not going to counseling to become a perfect person, I'm just going to counseling because I want a better life. I want to do better, I want to be better, and This is something that has worked for me and I'm so excited to share with you guys my journey on and I really look forward to hearing what you have to say, listening to your comments and seeing where we can take this podcast together. So with that being said, yay, the first episode is coming to an end and now we have to do our end of episode ritual which is, huh, which is, which is talking about positive things to make the hard topics a little more positive because we don't want to end on a sad, uh, bad note, which I don't think this episode is projecting, projecting. So one positive I am glad for is this, this week is my workout schedule that I kind of got going for me. I'm very excited about it and I'm very proud of myself that I have maintained it for three days (laughs) Reagan but honestly it's a big step for me to be able to wake up in the morning and be excited to go to the gym so that's going to be my positive for this week my positive for next week is that I'm moving my sister the hell out of the state no I'm just kidding I mean we are moving my sister but I am just really excited to have a road trip with my siblings It's not something that we get to do very often anymore because we all kind of have our own lives. But we're going to, my sister's actually moving to Rochester, Minnesota to work at the Mayo Clinic. Kind of funny how things go full circle, am I right? So I'm really excited to travel there with my family, kind of start off a new journey for her. And I know that she's going to do amazing things and I'm so proud of her, so, so proud of her, so I'm so excited to move her up there and get her started on her journey. And then finally, an affirmation for myself. I think I'm going to say I am intelligent. This is something that I really don't focus on telling myself very often, but something that I've always kind of been insecure about. I think that if because of my grieving process and how I've kind of like struggled through school because of my mental health that I haven't really allowed myself to think I'm intelligent because my grades have dropped but I truly do think I'm intelligent in in different ways and I think that I am deserving of being called intelligent it just might not be in the most ways that might not be in ways that everybody else is so I just want to thank everybody if you made it to this point and you can leave a comment down below and let me know kind of what you think. Tell me how we're feeling, where we're going. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't even have a name for this podcast yet and I've filmed the second episode. That's how excited I am about it. So I love you all. I hope you all have a great rest of your week and talk to you later.